0: Hello! What time is it? It's silly and sissy time! Does everyone want to have some fun? I think you do! It's fun time! And I'm your favorite auntie, and we're going to go on adventures! We got our puppy dogs from 100 Dalmatian, and we got Abigail and Pink Bear! Yes, we do! We are going to have some fun! We're going to have some puppet fun today! So let's do this. And we got some great stories and songs to tell you. And I say, I'm looking through the camera. And who do I see? I see you. I see you. Ready to have some fun jumping up and down on the couch. So we're going to have some fun. Who wants to have fun with Silly and Sissy? I want to have fun, yes I do, I want to have fun today, I want to dance crazy, and play some music, and sing a song, and hug a friend, or hug mommy, or daddy, or auntie, or cousin, or somebody, or grammy, or grandpa, huggy, 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 it's true, hug your dog or your cat, hug who's in your house, cause... Fun, fun, fun times. Everyone wants to have fun with Silly and Sissy. Alright guys, that was a fun song to sing. And we're going to sing, read some books. We got the Prince book. The Little Prince. And um, Alexander and the Magic Mouse. Shall we read Alexander and the Magic Mouse today? I think so. Let's start with Alexander and the Magic Mouse. Welcome to Story Time. There once was an old lady who lived in a house on top of a hill. It was the only hill for miles around. At the foot of the hill was a river, and on the other side of the river, there was the town. After that, as far as the eye could see, there were only the great empty prairie. The old lady was never lonely, mm-hmm. for yeah. she lived with... She had a brittle London squatting cat and a magical mouse. What? An alligator from China and a yak. You may think that this is a strange household, but they get on very well together. It is true that the brindle London squatting cat, when he was not squatting in the sun on the doorstep, spent a great deal of time thinking about how to Mm -hmm. catch the magical mouse. But the magical mouse just made herself invisible and never got caught. Each day the old lady put out magical mouse food for the magical mouse, and each day the magical mouse smiled at the brittle London cat, and the brittle London squatting cat got ready to catch her, but the magical mouse had been invisible for so long that the brittle London squatting cat had really forgotten what to look for, and he always fell fast asleep in this hiding place. Alexander the Alligator had a mirror which the old lady had given him, and he liked to walk back and forth slowly in front of it so as to admire his smile. His smile was almost three feet long. It took quite a long time to admire it. On warm days, Alexander would waddle down the hill to the river and go for a swim near a sign the old lady had put up. It said, Beware the dangerous alligator. That was to keep people away. Alexander was not dangerous at all, but the old lady did not want him to frighten anyone. There are many people who cannot tell the difference between an alligator who is smiling and an alligator who is not smiling. But Alexander always hoped if he smiled enough, people would understand how much he liked them. Sometimes when swimming, he would poke his head above the water and smile beautifully in case anyone should be near but the few people he saw always cried help! and ran away. That made Alexander very sad. As for the yak she was a lady yak and gave each day a quart and a half of yak milk which was very rich and sweet. Mm mm mmm and could be made into yak butter and yak cream. As everyone knows the Tibetans always put a little yak butter in their tea to improve their flavor. The yak rumped in the orchard and galloped up and down the hill. In summer, she always brought the old lady a lovely flat flyswatter, which she had braided from the long hairs of her tail. And the magical mouse, she came with the house. She had always been there. The animals all loved the old lady dearly. In her youth, the old lady who was then a young lady had been a great traveler. She went to many faraway lands. From each of her favorite places, she wanted to bring something home. Not just a souvenir, but something really beautiful and interesting. So she asked the brittle London squatting cat if he would come from England, and the alligator if he would come from China, and the yak if she would come from Tibet. And so the friends all lived together along with the magical mouse. Each afternoon at five or so, the old lady rang a small shiny bell. Tea was served. All the animals came into the drawing room and sat down and had tea and cakes and told them what had happened that day. The brittle London squatting cat had the promise not to catch the magical mouse during tea time. All the same the magical mouse made herself invisible. She never took chances. The old lady would put a, a bit of cake on the table near the dining room knitting basket and presently it would be gone. Sometimes, as the cake was disappearing, the brittle London squatting cat would forget himself and raise the paw over the place. Then the old lady would look at him disapprovingly and say, Now, now, and he would put his paw back down again, frowning. One fine afternoon... In May, as they had all just sat down to tea and the old lady was about to ask them to tell their adventures, a teeny voice came from the knitting basket. Everyone was very surprised, for the magical mouse was very shy and never spoke unless she had something very important to say. They waited in silence. Then the magical mouse squeaked, It is going to rain for thirty days and thirty nights. My tail tells me so, and my tail is never wrong. We must get ready. The old lady got up and went to her window. There was not a cloud in the sky. Are you sure, she asked. My tail tells me so, and my tail is never wrong, said the magical mouse, and that was all she would say. Her feelings are hurt. She refused to tell when the storm would begin. Let us think, said the old lady, sitting down again. We must have plenty of wood to burn and plenty to eat and a great many books and games to amuse ourselves with. Then they all bustled about. The alligator brought in logs of wood from the woodpile. The yak dug up supplies of vegetables from the garden. The old lady looked up in all the cupboards to be sure. There was plenty of flour and molasses and marmalade and strawberry jam and pickled watermelon and ginger tea. Everyone worked very hard except the brittle London squatting cat who finished his cake and went to sleep. That night they went to bed feeling snug and safe and rather excited. They had gotten ready just in time, for early the next morning it began to rain gently. By lunchtime the drops were coming down fast and hard. They built a cheerful fire and the old lady read some sea stories out loud. It was like a holiday from time to time they looked out the window at the gray rain falling and falling. What a splendid storm! They felt adventurous themselves as the house was a tall old ship that they were bravely keeping afloat. But in the middle of the night, the old lady suddenly got up and lighted a candle and went downstairs to the drawing room. Magical mouse, magical mouse, she whispered. From the sofa cushions came a sleepy squeak. Magical mouse, do you suppose they know down in the town that it's going to rain for thirty days and thirty nights? Surely the river will flood over its banks and wash the town away unless the people try to stop it. Nobody knows but us, said the magical mouse. And that was all she would say. A teeny snore came from behind the sofa cushions. The old lady shook her head in a worried way as she tiptoed back up the stairs. We must warn the people in the town, the old lady said at breakfast the next day, for surely if it rains for 30 days and 30 nights, the river will flood over its banks and wash the town away. Quickly, she put on her knitted hood and her red flannel longings with brass buttons and her black rubber glosses. She got out of imitation for a month and her umbrella, and went out the door. But soon she was back. Too slippery, the old lady said. You could write a note, said the yak, and I'll go. I can run down the hill in any weather. Yes, yes, a note to the mayor, said the old lady. She wrote, Dear Mr. Mayor, I am very sorry to tell you that it is going to rain for thirty days and thirty nights. Surely the river will flood over its banks and wash the town away unless you can... Think how to stop it. Sincerely yours, the old lady on top of the hill. The yak took the no inner teeth and trotted out the door, but soon she was back. The bridge is washed out, said the yak, and I can't across the river. Then I'll go, said Alexander. For me, I can swim any river. Be very careful, said the old lady. She put the letter in his mouth, and off he went. He slid down the muddy hail on his stomach right into the river. He began to swim, holding his head up so high the letter would not get wet. The river was twice as wide as it usually was, and the, the water was dirty and cold. Alexander swam as hard as he could. Alexander was left all alone. He was ready to cry. He sat down on the empty sidewalk in tears. Oh, we missed a page. Aunt Sissy missed a page. Alexander swam so hard as he could, but the river was terribly strong. He swam and swam and swam. He thought he was going to be washed away completely. He puffed and puffed and snorted, and panted. At last, he reached the other side and crawled up the bank. But there, were, where was the town? Alexander had been washed right past it. Now he had to walk back. It was a long way, and it's not easy for an alligator to walk even a short way. He trudged along, shivering and tired from his hard swim. Finally, he saw Main Street ahead, shook his head sadly. Then he saw a lady. He smiled at her even more beautifully, but she gave a scream and ran inside a store for safety. Then everyone on the street saw Alexander. They yelled and screamed and dropped their umbrellas and ran away shouting, Help! Help! Alexander was left all alone. He was ready to cry. He sat down on the empty sidewalk and tears rolled down both his cheeks, though they didn't show it in the rain. Soon as a little boy came splashing along enjoying the puddles, Alexander smiled sadly at him through his tears. The little boy stopped. He said, Hello, what's the matter? Hello, said Alexander. I've got to find someone who will give an important message to the mayor. Do you know where he lives? yes. "'Everybody does. He lives at the end of the street,' said the little boy. "'Would you give him this letter?' Alexander asked, opening his mouth very wide. "'Sure,' said the little boy, reaching in and pulling out the envelope. "'Oh, thank you so much.' "'Don't forget,' said Alexander. "'I won't. Goodbye,' cried the little boy, and he ran down the street toward the mayor's house. Meanwhile, in the house on top of the hill, the old lady walked up and down, up and down. Now night had fallen, and still no Alexander had not come back. "'Where can he be?' The animals all were silent. I'm hungry, grumbled the brittle London squatting cat. At last, let's have dinner. The house seemed very gloomy. After dinner, the yak and the cat played checkers in front of the fire. The old lady kept going to the door and looking out into the rainy night. Finally, it was bedtime. It was very gloomy indeed. The old lady could not sleep. In the middle of the night, she got up and lighted a candle and went downstairs. To the dining room. Magical mouse, magical mouse, she whispered. A teeny squeak came from inside the piano. Magical mouse, is Alexander safe? The old lady's voice trembled. I think so, said the magical mouse sleepily, and that was all she would say. The next morning, the rain was pouring down as usual. The old lady went up to the topmost tower of the house and looked out with her telescope. At first she could see nothing but rain. Then she thought she saw people... "'Down by the river. They were building something, a wall made of bags of sand. "'So the mayor had received her letter. But where in the world was Alexander?' "'All morning she looked through the telescope, hoping to see him. "'The brittle London squatting cat had to come up to the winding stairs to remind her it was lunchtime. "'In the afternoon the old lady went back to the tower. Now she saw a a frightful thing. "'The sandbag wall was higher, but the river was higher too. Which would win?' The wall on the river? By five o'clock it was too dark to see any more. So she was just about to ring the small shiny bell for tea when the old lady thought she heard a sound at the door. It was wet scratchy sound. She rushed to the door and flung it open. There was Alexander. He went muddy and cold and tired and hungry. He was muddy, cold and tired and hungry. He had no sooner come inside than he began to sneeze. Quickly, a towel and some hot ginger tea, cried the old lady. They dried him off and gave him the tea and some supper and put him to bed. But he kept on sneezing. No one would say so, but everyone was very worried. Alexander was sick. The next morning, before anyone else was awake, the old lady tiptoed out to the topmost tower to see the wall the people were building by the river and to see if it was still there. As she looked through the telescope, She saw a huge wave coming down the river from far away. The flood, it came nearer and nearer, but the townspeople had made the wall thick and high. The wave almost covered the wall, it almost went right over the top, but not quite. Hooray, cried the old lady as they went on down the river. The town would be safe, she went to tell Alexander the good news. But Alexander did not answer, he did not even smile. The old lady felt as far it was very hot. Oh dear, she said. Oh dear, oh dear, whispered the cat and the yak who had come in to see how Alexander was. The old lady made more ginger tea. The yak made yak butter specially to put in it. Even the brittle London squatting cat did his part. He lay in Alexander's bed to keep his tail extra warm. But the magical mouse could not be found. That night, long after everyone was asleep, The old lady sat sadly beside Alexander's bed in case he should want anything. At last she got up and went downstairs. Magical Mouse! Magical Mouse! Where are you? she whispered. Asleep! came a squeak from the chandelier. But Magical Mouse, how can I help Alexander? Look on the table! said the Magical Mouse. There lay a teeny white cake. On it was written in pink letters for Alexander. Oh, thank you, Magical Mouse! whispered the old lady... And she tiptoed upstairs again. Gently, she opened Alexander's mouth and put the teeny cake inside. As he swallowed, he smiled, dreaming it was tea time. The next morning, it was as rainy as ever, but Alexander felt much better. After breakfast, he and the brittle London squatting cat paid Monopoly on the bed until the cat got cross because he was losing. The old lady was up on the topmost tower watching the river and the wall through the telescope. The towel looked safe and secure. The town looked safe and secure. Every day it rained and rained and rained. They lost track of how many days it had been raining. They were out of pickled watermelon and molasses, and they were tired of all their games and books. The brittle London squatting cat was grumpy all the time. Even the magical mouse got bored and ate a hole in the knitting basket. One day when she woke up. The old lady had a funny feeling. What could it be? Something was very different. The whole world was very quiet. Then she knew. The rain had stopped. The old lady jumped out of bed, and as fast as she could, she put on her knitted snod, her red flannel longings with brass buttons, and her black rubber glosses. She did not even stop to get her artificial fur mitt. Lovely, she said, looking at the bright sunshine sparkling on the wet leaves and grasses. Soon, she was joined by all the animals. How glad they were to be outdoors again. It was not long before the river had shrunk to its usual size. The townspeople took away the bags of sand and began building a new bridge. Soon, the great rain and the flood were almost forgotten. Oh, no, it's not for me. It's for Alexander, said the old lady. When the mayor saw the... the Alexander alligator he coughed nervously, but the old lady opened the box, took out the beautiful medal, and hung it proudly around Alexander's neck. She told the mayor about Alexander's heroic swim. The mayor and Alexander smiled shyly at each other. The mayor even patted Alexander's nose. The band cheered. "Hurray! Hip, hip! Hip, hip! Hip, hip! Hurray!" Then the old lady invented everyone into the drawing room for tea. When finally all their guests had gone, the old lady and the animals looked at each other. My, my, said the yak. It is a lovely medal, said the old lady. "Humph," said the bridal London squatting cat jealously, and went off to take a nap. Alexander just looked in the mirror and smiled. A tear of joy ran down his cheek. Inside a ball of yarn in the knitting basket, the magical mouse smiled, too. The end. Well, that was a beautiful book, don't you think? I like magical mouses. I think the magical mouse wants to tell a story. I'm a magical mouse and I have some fun. I like taking care of people because I'm a helper. I help and create my magic for good. So if you ever need anything, find a magical mouse. And I'll help you. Yes, I will. Magical Mouse, thank you for being a helper. Because help is our important. Thank you, Magical Mouse. And now, we're just going to read a little bit of the prince. The little prince. What do you say? We are on chapter two. Where he would never talk to anyone about The very end of this, he said, I'll never talk to anyone about boat constructors or forests or stars. So I lived my life alone without anyone that I could really talk to until I had an accident with my plane in the desert of Sierra six years ago. Something was broken in my engine and as as I had with me neither a mechanic nor any other passengers, I set myself to attempt the difficult repairs all alone. It was a question of life or death for me I had scarcely enough drinking water to last a week. Oh, my. The first night, then, I went to sleep on the sand a thousand miles from any human habitation. I was more isolated than a ship sailor on a raft in the middle of the ocean. Thus, you can imagine my amazement at sunrise when I was wakened by an odd little voice. It said, If you please, draw me a sheep. What? Draw me a sheep. I jumped to my feet, completely thunderstruck, I blinked my eyes hard, I looked carefully all around me, and I saw a most extraordinary small person who stood there examining me with great seriousness. Here you may see the best portrait that later I was able to make of him, but my drawing is certainly very much less charming than its model. Now that, however, is not my fault. The grown-ups discouraged me in my painter's career. When I was six years old, and I never learned to draw anything except boas from the outside and boas from the inside. Now I started this sudden apparition with my eyes fairly staring at my head in astonishment. Remember, I had crashed in the desert a thousand miles from any inhabited region. and Yet my little man seemed neither to be straying uncertainly among the sands, nor to be fainting from fatigue or hunger or thirst for fear. Nothing about him gave any suggestion of any child lost in the middle of the desert, a thousand miles away from any human habitation. When at last I was able to speak, I said to him, But, but, what are you doing here? Well, and in answer, he repeated very slowly, as if he were speaking of a matter of great consequences, if you please draw me as sheep. When a mystery is too overpowering, one dare not disobey. Absurd as it might seem to me, a thousand miles from any human habitation and in danger of death, I took out my pocket, a sheet of paper and my fountain pen. But then I remembered how my studies had been concentrated on geography, history, arithmetic and grammar. And I told the little chap, that he did not know how to draw. He answered me. That I did not know how to draw. He answered me. That doesn't matter. Draw me a sheep. But I had never drawn a sheep. So I drew for him one of the two pictures I have drawn so often. It was that of the boa constructor from the outside. And I was astonished to hear the little fellow greeted it with. No, no, no. I don't want an elephant inside a boa constructor. A boa constructor is a very dangerous creature. And an elephant is very circum." Thomasum. Where I live, everything is very small. What I need is a sheep. Draw me a sheep. So then I made a drawing. He looked at it carefully. Then he said, No, the sheep is already very sickly. Make me another. So I made another drawing. My friend smiled gently and indulging. You see yourself. This is not a sheep. This is a ram. It has horns. So then I did my drawing once more. But it was rejected too, just like the others. This one is too old I want a sheep that will live a long time. But this time my patient was exhausted. Because I was in a hurry to start taking my engine apart, so I tossed off the strawling and threw out an explanation with it. This is only his box. The sheep you asked for is inside. I was very surprised to see a light break over the face of my young judge. That is exactly the way I wanted it. You think that this sheep will have to have a great deal of grass? Why? Because where I live, everything is very small. There will surely be enough grass for him, I said. It is a very small sheep that I have given you. He bent his head over the drawing. Not so small that, look, he has gone to sleep. And that is how I made the acquaintance of the little prince. Oh, wow. And we shall continue tomorrow reading more about the little prince on chapter 3 and we'll find out what happens to the little sheep and the little prince so guys thanks for listening to silly and sissy and having adventures with the magical mouse goodbye and pink bear and one of the 100 dalmatians patchy I like watching tv And I see you. Remember, I see you and you see me. And we all see each other. And look for the helpers. Until next time, have some adventures and have a snack. Bye.